0: You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just a Tip-Off, an NBA podcast that, like Joe Ingles, just going to be chilling on the couch having a beer.
1: Yeah, that, uh, that trade hit him close to home, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't seem too thrilled about going to Portland, but he's a free agent, and he can always just sign there in the off season. so I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if that happens.
0: Pretty sure that's going to be the plan.
1: Yeah, so anyway, the NBA trade deadline was... Yeah, it was this past week, and uh, as usual, it was... This was
0: a kind of an eventful one. I yeah. was not expecting all the moves that, that were made to be... I mean, I was expecting a few, but it yeah, felt I, like I, there I, was a lot more than... It's a lot of them that we hadn't even heard of, or gotten any whiffs or rumors or anything like that. I,
1: I, I feel like so much was built around what are the Lakers going to do, oh are they going to make God. a move, and is... What's going to happen with Ben Simmons? And something did happen with Ben Simmons, and by I mean that probably overshadows the whole trade deadline. But there were quite a bit of moves that.
0: That makes me wonder though. Was that you think that these moves just happened at the last minute, or was it because the noise was so loud among those other teams that
1: we just didn't hear about it? Exactly. Like- um, I think based on this trade deadline and the amount that you know multiple. T- multiple teams were involved in multiple trades talk about the Blazers and the Pacers they were pretty active on the trip um, d- on this trade deadline in this past week so I don't know if that was like someone pitched them something and it was there and it kind of snowballed or if this was a plan that they had for a month now that they finally were, was they were able to you know make happen so it, it's probably hit or miss I feel like there's always some that are like like you look at the Celtics trade um Brad Stevens came out and said when they got the offer for Kobe White or not for Kobe White for Derek White from the Spurs, it was too good to pass up, so they pulled the trigger. So that one I feel like was a little more spontaneous, yeah. whereas some of these other ones, you know, they m- might have been in the works here for for a couple weeks. So I gotta assume that they, these guys, you know, whenever you they call around just to
0: see what people's uh, feelings are about, them. like, hey, what do you think about Derek White? Like, oh, we would love Derek White. He's a great player that in the back pocket until this deadline comes, comes about. So. Uh, but, yeah, there was, there was quite a few moves. I don't really know
1: how you want to tackle this. but oh, us just, just go in order. At first? Order. Right. Order. Okay. So the first trade, so we t- already talked about the Spurs, Nuggets, and Celtics three-way trade with Bowl Bowl and all them. So following that, the next one was a Clippers and Trailblazers Um, trade, which had us a little perplexed, to be honest. Um, It was the Clippers sent Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second round pick for Robert Covington and Norman Powell. And we were a little perplexed. It makes a little more sense when you see the big picture of what Portland did at the we did over the trade deadline, but yeah. at the time, this was a little confusing. In a
0: vacuum, it does. It's like, okay,
1: yeah, in a vacuum. Like, in, va- yeah, in a vacuum, you're like, okay, you just gave up. Norm Powell is playing well. A good three D play. Robert coming in for Eric Bledsoe and Justice Winslow and a rookie and Keon Johnson. Yeah, I think there was a pick in there too. But, right? Yeah, but as we, it's a second round. It's a future second round pick. It's not even named what year it is. So like, uh, that's all you need to know about that pick.
0: So I guess my. I, I, now knowing where Portland is going and kind of the moves that they're making, they're they're blowing it up, so to speak. They're taking, yes. taking a turn for the rebuild process and doing it proper. Um, so clear Norman Powell and his contract off the books. Robert Covington um, bringing in a, a rookie, some other contracts that you could probably – you know, bite your way through next year. I think Bledsoe still has a year left on his contract.
1: Yeah, um, and, and Winslow's a young player. He's kind of bounced around. Um, but, I mean, maybe they're just the next team. To really yeah, and maybe to they're just shot. the next team to take a shot at him.
0: But. He's also, I think, a better defensive player than offense, which yeah. Bowman's always needed. So they're
1: like, well, let's, well why not? Let's get True. some defense. Keon Johnson again, rookie True. player. Well, I like the move for the Clippers. That, yeah, you you get that. off. You get off there. I, the Clippers made this move, I think, looking towards next year, realizing Paul George is hurt, on here, you know. Then, then this season's kind of a wash, exactly. Is- and I think this deal came out of that because I think these pieces wow. will be important for them next season when they inevitably are healthy and are making a run to a title. I think this is a great move for the Clippers, to be honest.
0: They're. Uh- kind of in a tough situation because they don't really have an incentive to tank. Their picks aren't theirs anymore for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, having their superstars, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, uh, riddled with injury, not playing this year. I, I keep hearing rumors that Kawhi may be coming back in the playoffs. I think that's a little bit optimistic It's an ACL. Especially given
1: Kawhi, like, if there was any player who's just going to, Come back for the playoffs. I don't think it'd be Kawhi. He's always been more passive and he just wants to be sure, slow with, say, yeah, slow with his injury progression to come back. So I, if they make, doubt they make it, it.
0: it to the finals, which
1: by some, you know, some Paul chance. George would have to come back too because he's he hasn't played in like a month and a half at least, if not more. I think more. I but, think
0: they're also gauging how well they can do in, to figure out if they're going to actually push him to come back. But. True. What, what else we got? All
1: right, after that, so so you think positive for the Clippers in a vacuum was negative for the Blazers? Overall. Full picture yeah. makes sense. I like
0: both moves. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that, I guess thinking about how they, who, who sent the, the picks over, Clippers really didn't have anything else they could send pick-wise. It's like, what yeah. do you got? Second yeah. like, rounder. All right, we'll take it.
1: All right. Next trade, the Cleveland Cavaliers traded the expiring contract of Ricky Rubio, a 2022 first-round lottery-protected pick, two future second-round picks to Indiana in exchange for Karis LeVert, and a 2022 second-round pick. So it sounds like they kind of just made a, a second-round pick swap for this year um, and then got Le, got LeVert, gave up Rubio, and gave up a first-round pick. Okay. Um, this, is a, this is a win... Is it? It's weird to say calves in a win now mood mode. Not mood mode. Is that is that weird to say? Because like, because with, with Sexton injured, you think maybe not. But with how well they're playing right now, they're fourth in the East right now.
0: Well, Sexton again had a meniscus
1: tear. Was it? I think so. I thought he was out for the season. Now he's out definitely until playoffs for for sure. Again, much like Kawhi Leonard and But they're Moore, still
0: winning. Be, so depending on that, but yeah, Karis Levert. Uh, supplementing some of that ball uh, shot creation, um, yeah, that you can put next to Garland, and it showed out. They, they beat the Pacers uh, uh, he, last night. Yeah, he hit
1: and, he, and who hit the had, shot? Had a great game sealing shot? Karis Lavert. Harris Lavert. But um, I was a little
0: when I first saw this, I was kind of like, "Geez, man, we gave up a lot for Karis LeVert. But then I thought about it a little bit more. Ricky Rubio is hurt. Probably not going to be a player that. Honestly, he fits in a lot of teams, yeah. so I wouldn't just dismiss and say that yeah. uh, the, the Pacers aren't going to sign
1: free agent. They could bring but. they could bring Ricky Rubio back too. This is just you know, tonight like Joe Ingles, they could bring Ricky Rubio back.
0: I also would be surprised. If- Rubio decided to just hang it up because, like, he's also yeah. come out and said that he, when his son gets older, he really doesn't see a future in basketball, so he wants to spend more time yeah. with him. So. We'll, so we'll see how that goes.
1: But. Given that the the pick is lottery protected and the Cavs are doing well this year, so the pick wouldn't be that low to begin with. But like, so it there's not a I whole lot of downside. Yeah, it, and if it somehow fun. falls to the top, the Cavs still get it. And
0: I I do like the second pick swap because. Ideally, I think the Pacers are going to be tanking at, for the first time in their career, so they're going to have a higher pick and then, therefore, a higher second-round pick. So they, the Cavs actually get a better—you know—they don't move; they don't lose the entire. I guess they're going to be in like mid the low yeah. thirties of that pick.
1: Yeah, I mean the Cavs have been in the top five the last couple of years, so
0: I'll say it's a. In my mind, a positive, maybe closer to a neutral. No, I'll say it's a positive for the Cavs because they needed some some extra creation.
1: I think it's positive too. I mean, you knew you weren't getting Ricky Rubio back. I mean, yeah, you will lose the first round pick, which sucks. But no. given given it where it is, you keep it's lottery protected. You get Levert. There's no saying you would have gotten a better player than Karis Levert at twenty to thirty, and he's still relatively young enough. How,
0: you know how
1: old he is. He's in his mid twenties. He's not. I think, he's, I think he's like 26, so he's a little old for the timeline, maybe, but he certainly... Okay, but he's not like Ricky Rubio or Rajon Rondo old for the timeline of the I Cavs, He's kind so. of like a
0: Jordan Clarkson replacement, you
1: know?
0: Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. That's... Yep. That. And for the Pacers, I'll say that's also kind of a – they, they, they helped build the rebuild or continue the rebuild. So
1: Or kind of, yeah, continue slash start the rebuild because they will we'll be making more moves we'll be talking about. Sure. Next move, uh, Portland back at it again. They traded C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell to the Pelicans for Josh Hart, Thomas Saturansky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and some – D.D. Luzada – and a 2022 protected first round pick and two second round picks. So, the decent haul by the Blazers. And again, when we first saw that first move, we were confused. Now, with trading CJ McCollum, it's clear they're kind of breaking it all up and trying to rebuild around Damian all Lillard. Rebuilding. Yep, rebuild. The only, I mean, the only two big pieces they kept, I guess you could say, are Nurkic and Lillard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty much it. Uh, um. maybe they maybe they're happy with the progression of Am- Anthony Simons this year filling in for Dane and McCollum. They've been injured that they felt like they could move off McCollum, but getting Josh Hart is a good a good piece. I mean, it's always a good
0: third, yeah fourth option. Yeah, guy. and
1: they and then they got a they got a first round pick out of it. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's probably gonna be. Well, the Pelicans are. It is. I wonder
1: which it is. It is a protected first round pick. Protected like oh protected. um I it just it doesn't say if it's lottery protect lottery so okay it could be one to
0: four it could be one to eight then so there's different levels yeah. of protection but um I wonder I, I'm pretty sure the uh, Pelicans have a shit ton of, of picks, so I wonder which first round
1: pick yeah I right pick. is this is this a via the Lakers pick is this uh.
0: Yeah, they also had a couple from Houston.
1: Or? Yeah, they, they've got a lot. I mean, I mean, all the picks are within three teams, and it's Houston, Oklahoma City, and, the, and, and New Orleans. So, yeah. um,
0: so that it, it, um, I can't wait. I love trade deadline time to see all the immediate moves. Mm-hmm. You don't really get to see the full gravity of people's decisions until yeah. you know, draft day and a couple years from now as well. So Yeah,
1: I mean, I think... Looking at it, I mean, so New Orleans are trying to retool around next year. Prob next year, let's be are honest. They? I mean, so this is the question: out? Is is Zion, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram enough? Um, they also have Jonas Valanciunas. They have down Jonas Valanciunas. Yes, they have, yeah, and, they and were, then they have a, a plethora down. of young guards. Graham. Um, traded Alexander Walker, but you still that have Kyra Lewis getting
0: rid of him. Which I say that because he is a shot taker, not a shot creator. Um, maybe he's going to be a good bench roll point guard someday, uh, but for now, he's just not the the speedy, quick decision De'Aaron Fox type
1: that I think people were expecting him to be. Yeah, um, or his cousin, because he was drafted the year after SGA was drafted. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, overall, I think. The, 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 with, the, with what the Blazers are looking to do, I think getting Josh Hart was um, a good draw. Again, they still make another trade later oh,
0: but on.
1: Why do we forget about Larry Nance? What Nance is, man? But so, so is he redundant? In New Orleans, though, you've got Valanchunas, theoretically been healthy, you got Zion, and you, can, and I, and you have Herb He's Jones. He's
0: probably a placeholder for Zion right now until he gets back. And I think... One of the th- one of the things that can look like Blair Nance is his uh, passing ability. He's, assist, his, he's a smart player. He's uh, kind of a swing man. Unfortunately, his health has been a little bit up and down for the past couple of years, so not really a great reliability on that point. But I guess when you have as many power forwards and centers as they do, you can just
1: yeah. always expect one of them. He's a free agent after next season, so okay. they're going to have him on the roster next season. So, I mean, I don't... We'll see. Kind of, kind of a lot of players in the backcourt, but maybe Herb Jones can play more of the three, and then he comes off the bench for Zion or something like that. Yeah, sure, why not? Or they could go big and play Zion, him, and Jonas Valentinus. Um, but bring, and put Brandon Ingram with the this two help guard. Does defensive enough?
0: problems? Because I don't think that CD McCollum is going to do that.
1: No, no, no and, no. and by no means did it help their defensive uh, issues. Um, I don't know what can help. Their defensive issues, (laughs) because you've got a bunch of young guys who aren't buying into the defensive end, and that's that's tough on a team as young as the Pelicans. Might
0: take some time, but we'll see. All right, what else you
1: got? Next one, this uh, one of the bigger ones, I would say, in terms of, I guess, back to back, you had this the the C J trade, and now you've got the Pacers. They're back, sending Demontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday. A 2027 second round pick to the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. This was an interesting pick from the Kings perspective, I thought, because I just really don't know why you gave up Tyrese Halliburton. I get, and you have Rashawn Holmes. Is Rashawn Holmes DeMonte Sabonis? No. But I would say, out of, if you took the starting center for every team in the league, Holmes is probably cl- at least mid-range, if not the at least the top 50. Yeah, here's the thing. The he's better than money's Tristan money's Thompson. Than powerful, me, than you think said. he can play the four more? He's more of
0: a four. His defensive ability is more, I mean, he's not very good on defense. That's just, let's put it that way. Um, that could be because of his offensive load, or I don't think he's ever been really a, a plus on defense, but... Uh, it's an interesting move, for sure, on the Kings' side. I think it's a win-now move for making a playoff push.
1: For the Kings?
0: It's different. I mean, what else would it be? Would you take are retooling and they're going to... Why would... I,
1: I just... I don't... I just... It, I don't know. It, a win-now move, they're not... I don't think they're in the position to win now, and I think they just traded away two pieces you would want to keep if you were trying to win now. I mean, unless, unless well, they are...
0: trade away a young player in... Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, and you trade away Buddy Hield, who's been wanting to get out of Sacramento for the past two seasons. So yeah. he's also not been great this year. He's been kind of coasting, I assume. So he's just pulling an old James Harden, like I'm not going to play at my full capacity because I'm in a place I don't really want to be. So they're just like, let's get rid of him now. I mean, we really, really don't have much. We don't want to keep paying him and not get anything for him. True. Um, the Tyrese Halliburton. I gotta kind of give credit to the Pacers, man. They probably got that call asking about Buddy Hield. They're like, Yeah, we'll take Buddy Hield. Well, you gotta throw in Tyrese as well. And they're like, Well, then the money doesn't work. They're like, All right, we'll throw in Tristan Thompson, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say that the Pacers they You know, they did clear clear some money though, as a whole, with getting out of Sabonis. So
0: low key, Aaron Holliday, or I'm sorry, Justin Holliday, not a bad player. Who's the Holiday brother that got? traded Justin. Justin, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so it's it's an interesting trade. So you think it's a win for both teams then given that the Pacers got off some money, got a little younger, kind of committed this tank and the Kings kind of made a win now move? I'm going to
0: say definitely a win for the Pacers. It's an uncertain move for the Kings. I don't think it's as bad as people are making out to be. Um, moved off of Buddy Healed. I think that needed to happen. Tristan Thompson again, whatever. Tyrese Halliburton, time will tell. He's a, a really, a, like, his game is very attractive to a lot of teams, and he's got a a really high upside. It'll really depend on what he does with that and how well he he gets to determine if this is a, a bad move by the Kings. But yeah. I gotta give him give him credit. He's he's taken a Taking it like a champ, he was pretty sad when, when he found out the news. And that's got to be a tough situation at the end, just you know, giving yourself to a team and then feeling they're you know just kind of traded, so.
1: yeah. But then again, it, it, you know, you play professional sport, you know, it's a possibility, yeah,
0: exactly. And he understands that. And I think that's the you got a really good, uh, yeah. good player in them. So I'm gonna call it neutral for the uh, for the Kings because. Uh, I don't know if this is going to make them better or worse, but they did something. That's
1: true. All right, next (laughs) one. The Jazz traded joe ingles and elijah hughes in a second round okay i don't know exactly who sent it looks like three-way trade jazz got Nikhil walker alexander juancho hernan gomez spurs got thomas sadaransky in a second round pick blazers got joe ingles elijah hughes in a second round pick so the blazers i didn't get this one per se um i guess they really just didn't need what didn't need Nikhil walker alexander so i sent them to the Jazz, who also feel like they don't necessarily need them, uh, I was a little confused about this trade. I think it was just, it felt like a trade for the sake of trading.
0: That was a weird one. I, I'll, I'll give you.
1: Because neither team, so you look what, you, you sent away a guard like Blazers, you sent away a guard to the Jazz who don't need who don't need a guard, Thomas Sadaranski. You send him away because you don't need a guard to the Spurs, who don't need a guard. So well, Thomas Sadaranski,
0: they do want, they did get rid of Derek White. So I think
1: that's true, but, but you know you still happens. have the Jante Murray and Josh Primo and Lonnie Walker the fourth. It's
0: Lonnie Walker was up for trade talk, so I don't think they're high on him. Um, I think Thomas Sadoransky was also just kind of like, hey, we'll send out Juancho to Gomez, but we need to get a player back to make it work uh, for our trouble. Let's take a second round pick. Uh, so for the Spurs side, I think that was a positive move because I don't think again, Watcher her Gilman's was going to be a big part of their offense or, or you know, what they wanted to do. They did want to replace a Derek White hole that was left, and yeah, I guess they have some some depth now as a third string or second string at worst. Tomas Saranski, um, the Jazz, yeah, that's kind of weird. Nikhil Alexander Walker isn't. I think who they were hoping for. um, But I think with wherever the market was at, while they were making their trades, maybe they thought that's the best they're going to get. What's been the biggest problem for the Jazz? Uh, It's the perimeter defense. That, in my mind, is the perimeter defense. Scoring to me hasn't been that much of an issue, but I guess with Jordan Clarkson probably on his way out this year, I don't know how much time he has left on his contract. I think they're looking to move on to replacing him. And maybe Nikhil Alexander Walker is going to be that guy.
1: I, True. Takes it, a lot of shots.
0: So probably, is Clarkson. You're probably going to hope that he has a better defensive skill set as with his body type than, than Jordan Clarkson. So, again, maybe a, a swing move. Who knows?
1: So uh, maybe maybe a sidestep for a younger guy who's going to be on a smaller contract, essentially. He just cleared, yeah. up, cleared up some cap,
0: essentially. Exactly. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at it with a positive light, and maybe that's what they're going for, whether it works out or not. Again, time to tell. Um, now, who gave up the the picks
1: I'm not 100% sure, but they were all second-rounders.
0: Yeah, maybe just to incentive. I know uh, Spurs got a pick, pick. Spurs got right? a pick, Spurs
1: got a pick, and Blazers got a pick. So. so the Blazers,
0: that's the last bit of that. Elijah Hughes. Uh, I
1: knew nothing probably, about him. so.
0: Again, taking an upswing, uh, a swing on, on a player, and getting a pick for it. So just, again, trying to stockpile some picks and young players to see what they got. And whoever they don't like will probably drop. And try to rebuild with the picks they have. So it's going to be a rotisserie, a rotating door in in Portland for a while.
1: It could be. It could be. Well, the Sacramento Kings are back at it again for their third trade of the trade deadline. Um, This was the four-team trade. The Milwaukee Bucks got Serge Ibaka, two future first-round picks, and some cash. The Kings two, first. two future seconds. Sorry, okay. two future seconds. Some cash. The Kings got Dante Divincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. That's right. He's still in the league. The LA Clippers got Rodney Hood and Semi Ojeley, and the Pistons got Marvin Bagley the Third. So looking at this, felt like I don't even know who the Clippers gave up in any of that to be honest. But no, because he was on the um the so the Clippers got Hood and Semi Ojeley. Um both from the Bucks. So kind of just feels like again they're almost almost feel like they're just trying out role players to see who's gonna fit the team next year. As we kind of said with the Covington and the Powell trade. Um it just feels like they're trying to figure out what's gonna work around Kawhi and PG. Um Bagley to the Pistons.
0: Yeah, Win okay, so Win Healthy, Rodney Hood is a good play. When healthy, that's a big F on that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, semiology again, maybe to make money's work. I don't know. That's that's an interesting one. I'm trying to again, yeah. like you said, surround some players. I'm just gonna. I'm kind of done talking about them. I'm gonna say that's a sidestep.
1: Yeah, Got really sure. That I was. I like the surgery Baka get for the Bucks because Brook Lopez has been out with a he had back surgery yeah. and I, there's been no clear timeable return for him that's pretty big for them right? but so i think that's a good move now you gave up dante Vincenzo, who's the only one out of the, the th- contract out of the three bucks players you played he the three bucks players who got traded he was the one who really had real minutes and he was a little bit of shooting there but i think just the defensive Versatility that you get with Serge Ibaka, and if he's got a little, little more oomph under the hood, then I think, um, I think that's a good pickup for the Bucks, Kings. Again, are this feels like. I mean, I don't know, You, I guess maybe replaced Buddy Heel with Dante Givincenzo as a shooter. Maybe, a li- maybe not necessarily a better defender, but one who's going to give more effort at least.
0: I do like Trey Lyles over Marvin Bagley. I think that I don't know how Trey Lyles is, but I think that's at, at minimum... Getting Martin Bagley out was on their to-do list, yeah. and they
1: got that done. And, right. and and he goes to a young team, the Pistons, where he might actually get some minutes. And you know, there's no expectation; it's all we're all young players here. Yeah. So yeah, just a change of scenery.
0: I'm, I'm excited to see how he develops or continues. Yeah. Hopefully. So
1: overall, I don't hate this trade for any of the teams. No, I think they all needed a change of scenery. That's
0: the big yeah. key. And then the Bucks got a, a nice uh, upgrade for their. Uh, for the big man role, I think the yeah. uh, Bobby Portis has, has pulled as much as he can, but
1: yeah, they've been the Bucks have been signing 10 day contracts. They had um, Demarcus Cousins on one, they had Greg Monroe on one. They're just kind of throwing cycling darts, through. yeah, cycling through. And I think this gives them an answer there, so that's I think that's good. Um, next one, the Raptors tr- had a trip with the Spurs. They got Thaddeus Young drew Eubanks in a 2022 second round pick for Goran Dragic, a future first round pick protected one to 24 in 2022 or one to 13 in 2023. And then anytime after that, it converts to two second round picks. Essentially the Raptors sounds like this tried to do anything they could to get Dragic and that money off the, off the books and off the team. Exactly. And you gave and you gave Pop an old player who I guess he probably would enjoy. <laughs> yeah, he's because I don't I don't even know if Dragic just played this year. No I'm not, not sure. Like
0: he basically after made those comments, I think he made
1: played a game, but
0: he made the comments he doesn't really want to go to Toronto. He wasn't thrilled about that, and then they're like okay, you're done. Uh, so they got they got rid of him. The Raptors wanted to do that. Bad young, we've always been talking about how they just need a big man. That's what they're missing. That young is old. However, I think for what Nick Nurse can do with his players, he can maximize um, what he can bring to the table. He's a great passer. He's got great feel for the game, and uh, I'm I'm thinking that's a great move for the Raptors. I don't know what they're and,
1: and Eubanks and use it. And Eubanks gives them size there as well. So yeah. they upgraded on size and got rid of an old disgruntled guard. I I feel like that's a decent move there for the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. Um, next trade, kind of a minor one. We will just brush over real quick. Celtics traded PJ Dozier, Bull Bull, and a future second round pick for a to the Magic for a future second round pick. Uh, I too many guys on the roster. I, I don't know. No, they want to dodge the like, luxury tax. Oh, because that's just more help with that, then. That's literally all the Celtics Okay, play. all right. So you dodge little attacks, and Bulbul is on another team. Oh, no, you know, you know PG, so Bulbul, on a young team, maybe he'll get some run. They do have a lot of centers down there in the Magic. do young he's centers oh, with God. Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr., so I'm not sure how much run he's going to get there, but hopefully he finally gets some gets some run. On to the, uh, the blockbuster. We got the big one. Of them all. The... Brooklyn Nets trade James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first-round pick. They have the right to defer that to 2023 and a 2027 top-eight protected first-round pick. All right. My first impression, it seems like the Sixers gave up. A lot. Now, I know it's James Harden, but he's getting older. He's had hamstring injuries now, a couple seasons. You do get off the disgruntled Ben Simmons, which is nice, but you gave away Seth Curry, who's one of your best shooters, and having a good season. Get Andre Drummond. That's not that big a deal. Um, but you do give away two first-round picks. I guess you get Paul Millsat back. That's like a wash with Drummond, probably. Um, I don't know. They were saying Harden wanted to request a trade-out, but was afraid of what the media would think because he requested a trade-out of a team last year and got so much happened? backlash for that last year.
0: James Harden wants it to be known that he wants out of Philly, but he doesn't want to make a formal request because he's afraid of the backlash. How is that any different than making a request? Right? Like, yeah, I would like to not be here, but I don't want to do it formally. He didn't send out a tweet or a memo or anything saying, get me out. But
1: So, I, looking at this... Yes, you lose Seth Curry, um, which hurts. But this makes the Sixers better. You you can't say it doesn't. Um, and clearly, it's a win now move because they gave up two picks. Um, and I have no no issue or you know hesitation. on thinking that this isn't going to work. My question is the the Nets. Okay, so is Ben Simmons like going to play center? What's he going to do? Because Kyrie's, yeah, be Kyrie's got the ball. Kyrie's oh, got the ball. So. I mean, it's, it's a good lineup. I don't know if Drummond will start um, or not, but it does give the Nets some some boards at the very least, which they kind of are lacking right now. Um, they just have a bunch of old centers and Claxton, who isn't like 100% getting it done. Um, so, I don't know. I...
0: They, okay, so it's gonna Nets,
1: be it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to watch to see how they how they do here down the stretch.
0: That's that's gonna be the key thing is how I guess what shape Ben Simmons is in. I'm sure he's been I would assume keeping up with some strength and just not being <laughs> like he's not just sitting on the couch somewhere, which I don't know, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but he'll get back into shape. He said he's excited. Actually I think he might even he's
1: supposed to play tonight. We'll see. So All we'll right. get to see this experiment. Uh, yeah, I mean so theoretically your is your so is your lineup Kyrie Seth Curry Durant Simmons and then either Drummonds or um, Nick Claxton, I guess? No, it's gonna go um, Or is it gonna go to Lamar Hart- I'm sorry
0: for the Nets it's going to be Kyrie Irving at the one Seth Curry at the two K D at the three Ben Simmons
1: at the four, and then Lamarcus Aldridge at the five. And put Lamarcus at the five. Ornick, he gets I say, this, or, or Drummond. Or Drummond. Technically, I mean, I'd be interested. I don't know if Lamarcus has that kind of run in him anymore. Especially yeah. Especially after good for taking the last
0: quarter, and then maybe just swap him out. Yeah. Or Ben, I think it's all uh, Blake Griffin in there at the five the other day, too. So they've got some some guys they can throw in and piecemeal it for center. Uh, it's
1: uh, it's for a the day.
0: Sixers, it's going to be James Harden at the one. Tyrese Maxey at the 2. Okay. Danny Green at the 3. Toby Harris at the 4. And then JoJo at the 5.
1: All right. All right. I like both uh, starting lineups, really. Right?
0: That's not terrible. I right? like both. March it's... 10th. Circle your calendars, boys.
1: Is that when they play? Yeah, that's when they play. All right. Well, we I, so I, Hopefully I, I... everyone's healthy and it's not New York. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so Kyrie can play. All right. Next one. Uh... Celtics trade Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a 2022 first round pick, top four protected, and swap rights on a 2028 20, first round pick to the Spurs for Derek White. Um, I like this move for the Spurs. Uh, you get off of Romeo Langford, wasn't doing anything. You, Josh Richardson wasn't doing anything. You bring in a guard who's proven to be effective with San Antonio. Is this the guard who finally fixes? the Celtics, and can actually mesh with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Dunno. We'll find out. But at least they're taking another shot at it, and I think it's an upgrade at the position, and you, I think you got rid of minimal assets.
0: Um, I don't know, man. Like, I guess Romy Langford to me is, he never really got enough time to, to actually see what they had. Maybe the Celtics saw all they needed to see, and they're like, nah, I'm not our guy. Josh Richardson, um, Probably not going to stay with the Spurs that long. I think he's probably going to continue to move around. He's a, a wing player who's got good defense, uh, and that's I don't know if he's hit a ceiling or not. But getting a first-round pick,
1: it's, but it's top four protected, so they might okay. not even
0: get it. Top four protected, but like, doesn't that mean if it doesn't go for if, if they do get a top four?
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Year? Okay. So it almost so based on where the Celtics are, they the Spurs will most likely get the pick. Right. Which that's.
0: For Derek White, I get it. Like he's good, he's what you want for your team. But again, if the Celtics
1: win, I don't know. Be better than maybe that, maybe that maybe, maybe the Celtics lose their next twenty games.
0: Yeah, or maybe. maybe the uh, OKC Thunder win their next twenty. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's way too much for Derek White, but it's what they needed. But I don't know. If Brad Stevens has done this long enough to figure out that that's. Too much, to me. But
1: whatever, whatever. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we'll see. Again, I think he has played already. So um, I think he's been in the starting lineup already. So we'll see how that goes. Suns trade Jalen Smith in the future a future second round pick for Torrey Craig. Again, Pacers, Pacers going yeah. young, going rebuild, and. The Suns get Craig, who was on the roster for the playoff push and run last year. So um, Jalen Smith really wasn't playing a lot with the Pacers. I think they saw the writing on the wall. Or the Suns, they saw the writing on the wall and said, all right, you know, maybe he wasn't the best pick. Let's get off him, bring in a veteran into the mix who's been on the team before because we've got a legit shot at winning the title this year.
0: I got to say, I think the Suns really kind of fumbled the bag with this pick, with this... With,
1: with Jalen Smith general. as a whole? Oh, I, agree, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, like, come on, you got to at least try the kid out. They they, they
0: drafted him 10th overall. And then,
1: which yeah, I thought was a reach to begin with. was a reach,
0: and then they didn't play him, which maybe because he wasn't ready, but again, he was super young. They didn't pick up his third-year option, which was like the first time in, I don't know, 10, 20, almost 20 years... That a team hasn't done that for how how little it would have cost them to hold on to him and actually play him, which, right? Like he just
1: wasn't. like five million a year,
0: yeah. Which again, to get something for him, I guess that's positive. But they really just kind of I think, screwed Pooch on that. They uh, they also had to give up a second round pick to get rid of him. Yeah, I agree. And get something.
1: You know. I agree. I mean, it. If he wasn't going to resign. You know, like, why the hell would you? He, like, yeah. At yeah. Time, like. Well, I mean, it's not like they necessarily need him to win at all, but, okay. you know, you could have thought that, you know, down the road, he could have been a good asset for you. But now you're, no way you're going to know. Yep. Next trade the Charlotte Hornets traded Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. to the Wizards for Montrez Harrell. So the Charlotte Hornets making a, I wouldn't say it's like a win now move. But it kind of is – it's it's a smaller win now because I don't think the Charlotte Hornets can win at all, but they're in playoff position, and I think this helps their bench scoring a, a whole lot. And they're kind of they – don't really have a five.
0: No, They've got some the solid
1: red, fours, but like I'm pretty sure one of the Plumleys is playing the five right yeah. now. So I think that this gives them that depth off the bench at the five. Um, I think it can leave you with a little bit of lack of shooting if you got him out there with um, – B.J. Washington—he can shoot, but he's a little streaky. So, but I, don't know, I think it's a good move for the for the Hornets. Um, the Wizards—I really get it. I think they're
0: off the Montrez train. They've seen what they needed to see. Montrez Harrell is a great—they
1: just going with energy.
0: Um, However, he's not as I think timid as some people would like. He's very much brash and. He'll he'll tell you how he's feeling, and maybe that's just not the kind of culture that they're looking for. Because he, I think, got into a scuffle with some of the teammates anyway, so not really a great, uh, great situation on there. Yeah. They've also got a bunch of, a bunch of uh, centers, so
1: making room. That's true. They've they've know. got Bryant and they've got Daffer, so I guess yeah. they don't necessarily need him.
0: So that's a great move for Daffer, because I think he's uh, he's probably going to get some extra run, and Thomas Bryant's back, so
1: yeah, he'll be playing.
0: Bernie yeah. uh, Carey. Junior, I don't really know too much
1: about. And played at Duke, I really don't think he's played much at all. Okay, so maybe an upside- He was, he was a mid-top-round pick, mid late Back to Washington, he's been damn near everywhere,
0: so probably just a reliable backup point guard that they will probably put some minutes into. All
1: right. All right, uh, another all-star got traded. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Sent Kristaps Porzingis and a future second round pick to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, that space. <laughs> yep, Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Davis. Davis, Davis. Davis Bertans. A lesbian well, be laser. It's so, um, all right. So the Mavericks have admitted that it, the Porzingis experience didn't work for them either, and so they bring in Spencer Dinwiddie. Um to kind of run the backcourt with Luca. Interesting. I don't, <laughs> it's I, I mean you look I just what the what do the Mavericks have in the front court? It's who Powell. right? I, I who? Boban? But yeah, you know Bobon <laughs> and Powell and your other Dorian Finney Smith, Tim Harley Jr.'s out for the out for six weeks. So like I mean yeah, Luca dropped fifty the first game without Porzingis, but like Luca's not gonna drop fifty every night.
0: I think that may have been a cap move too, which I don't know how much Dinwiddie's getting paid, but I know Davis for time's getting paid, which is not what he's worth. Putting extra shooting around Luca's never a bad thing, so I guess they're hopeful that Davis can be that that four and slide out to the five, or I'm not sure how they what they're really planning for that. Dinwiddie Takes a lot of shots, man. Takes a lot of shots. Not well, amazing.
1: maybe, maybe with Luca there, he'll kind of settle back into the role he had in Brooklyn. He's Okay,
0: I would be on all, all for that. But they also have Jalen Brunson, so I don't know. True. That's interesting. That's a that's a weird. I, again, that's why I think it may have to do with money and cap. But we'll see. All
1: right, last two are a. Little little smaller. Well, I guess the so the Celtics traded Dennis Schroeder. Again, they brought in Derek White, so I guess I didn't see any for Dennis Schroeder anymore. So they traded Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom, which is Ennis Cantor, for those who don't know, and Bruno Fernando, and they got Daniel Tice back. Um kind of feels like to me the the Celtics were like, okay, we just got White, we don't need Schroeder, and let's get someone in the building we're a little more familiar with than Daniel Tice. Um, maybe they trust him at center. It's not that they don't have good runs at center, but Williams is Williams, Williams Orford. and Horford's oldest shit. So yeah. you bring in really, a, again, just quick ex- yeah, 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 and you bring experience and a guy who's been in the building with this with this team before. So you know what you're going to get out of him, and he knows what what's going on there. So, eh, I don't know. Anything with the Rockets right now is just like you know, eh. And then the final trade, uh Aaron Holiday um, got sent from the Wizards to the Suns for cash considerations. So I don't I guess they got a little more depth at the backcourt positions, but like you kind of already have Booker and CP three and campaign, so an interesting one. Yeah. i a, a very active trade deadline, as we said earlier, highlighted by the Nets and Sixers trade. Any big winners or losers of this trade deadline to you? We saw a couple teams and the Pacers and the Trailblazers go into rebuild mode. We saw multiple All-Star, former All-Stars get traded. Anything stand out to you as a win or a loss?
0: Um, I like a lot of the moves just because it kind of shakes it shakes it up a little bit. There's a lot of stagnation going on with some of these teams. They're just like, what are they really doing? Are they gonna commit? It kind of gives direction to um, to some some teams that were really like, okay, we I don't know if they know what they're doing, but now I think we at least have a stance on that. The Kings
1: I agree because we were very we're like what we didn't know what the Pacers were doing because three years ago they were a 4C in the playoffs and now we coming in this in middle of season we're like, what are they doing? Now we have some clarity on that. Right,
0: right. So I'll say that the Pacers are a winner. The I'm going to say the Kings just based on... I mean, if they're continuing to win games or trying to win games, I'll call them a loser, uh, which is funny. Uh, and if they, I guess, lose, then I guess they're a winner. The Mavericks, in the short term, I'm going to call losers just because they didn't really... I don't know, help the situation around Luca, but maybe made some some cash moves that could be a benefit in the long run. Um, other than that, and I didn't really feel the the Boston Celtics. I guess they just really cleared the house, cleared house, cleared the roster, got underneath the luxury tax because they didn't want to pay it for a team that they knew wasn't going to be a title contender. Yeah,
1: and they tried something different.
0: Trying something different, doing making some.
1: Sometimes that's what you do, and that's what the Blazers did. You know, they try. They're trying something different. They realize that they can't run the same thing back over and over and over and expect anything different. So, at least they're trying something different. Um, yeah, three teams just kind of dominated this. This right, I like what the Clippers did because I think they they're really leaning into this. Let's just see who we got and who we can pair around. Next year, so I do like what the Clippers did. Not um, Detroit. What
0: do you think about them? They didn't really do a lot. They just, out just
1: got, just got, yeah, Bagley. Like, like as a whole, I mean, I feel like they're very similar to the Magic. I mean, you've just got a lot of young guys, and at this point, you're just, I don't. Know. It, it it kind of seems to me like they're they're just trying out all these young guys, seeing what they have, until they can keep one of them and trade the rest for like a star. Yeah, because as we kind of said, unless you are able to draft an all star, you have to trade for one. Because let's be honest, a big free agent name is not going to sign with Detroit in the offseason unless there's already someone there worth playing with, and we've already seen that's hard enough as is. So you, it's really you gotta you gotta trade to get your all stars. They're
0: building up. They're uh, they're gonna Martin back at the four. They got Isaiah Stewart at the five.
1: Um, Cade at the three. Cade's playing the one. Playing the one right now. Yeah. And what's uh Jack or what's? His you name? can put Sadiq Bay at the three. He's big enough. Bay at the
0: three. Who's it? What's uh Jackson, Not Jackson Hayes. Um,
1: you got uh, what's Frank name? Jackson. No, no, the guy who can't shoot for shit. Hamadou Diallo. He comes off the bench or um it, the other guard.
0: Yeah, who uh, KOC wanted to have as the oh, the French guy.
1: Um. Yeah, uh. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Uh, Killian Hayes. Killian
0: Hayes, not Jackson Hayes. Killian Hayes. Yeah, that's. I thought he would be at the one, and then Kate at the two, because Kate can actually shoot. Yeah,
1: Kate is playing in the backcourt, though, so. Yeah, he's a big backcourt player. Yeah. Um, which is so. it's almost the Ben Simmons effect. Yeah.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited. There's going to be a lot of new new faces and new jerseys, um, so it's it's definitely going to make for an interesting second half of the year. And um, They've already got a All-Star weekend coming up here soon, so once they make that, that push after All-Star weekend, I think we're really going to see some of these teams start playing, running the young guys to actually see what they've got and go for – go for some
1: tanks and good old tanking. Yeah. The, the in situation has made it more so that the back half of the season is a little more competitive. Yeah. Especially obviously in that six to 10 range. Um, so I think that's helped make the second half of the season a little, little more, uh, I would say watchable, but you know, there's less tanking, less just, sorry, we're resting our stars. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a better product in terms to watch. It. Um, if we want to use like NBA's corporate terms, <laughs> so but other than that, I'm excited excited to see what the the back half of the season holds. You got anything else? Um, uh, I think
0: that's it. Let me just peruse my notes here real quick. Yeah, that's uh that's it. Until next time, peace.